You're listening to the Fertility Academy Podcast, Episode 30. Today, I'm going to give you my top recommendations for how to prepare for IVF, so stay tuned. Welcome to Fertility Academy, a podcast where we provide you with information and tools to help you optimize your fertility to grow your family no matter where you are in your fertility journey. We offer interesting, creative, and evidence-based information and give you practical tools to help you get closer to your goal of building a family. I'm your host, Michelle Kapler. I'm a fertility-focused acupuncturist and Chinese medicine practitioner, board-certified fertility specialist, and fertility coach with over 10 years of experience helping my patients build their families. I'm so glad you're here with us. Let's get on with the episode. Hello and welcome. I'm so glad you're here with me today. It's hard to believe that we're already 30 episodes in. It's been so wonderful to be able to share my knowledge and the knowledge and stories of my expert guests and past patients and clients with you. For those of you who are listening every week and leaving five-star reviews, thank you so much. Your ratings and reviews mean so much to a new podcast. It helps to make us more visible so people like you can find us and learn with us too. So let's dive into today's episode. I want to talk about preparing for IVF. I'm going to be offering this info to you as if you are brand new to the IVF experience. But if you've already done some treatment with IVF, there'll be lots of good info for you here too. I want to talk about a few important aspects for preparation of IVF. This can be an all-encompassing experience, especially if you don't have all the information. People who go into it knowing little about it can sometimes find themselves feeling overwhelmed. So I want to offer some suggestions today for things just to consider. This top five list is certainly not exhaustive, and some may need to lean into certain aspects more than others. This list is coming from 10 years of clinical experience and the conversations I have over and over and over again every day with my patients and clients. So here we go. My top five recommendations for IVF prep. Number one, be sure to fully understand what's happening medically. IVF as a technology and procedure can have a lot of different variations from patient to patient. There are many different reasons why somebody might be recommended to do IVF, such as ovulatory disorders, genetic reasons, cancer diagnosis, or male factor, just to name a few. And for this reason, the timelines and medications can vary greatly. It's common practice in IVF clinics to schedule an IVF information session with a nurse so you can fully understand exactly what's about to happen with your cycle. During this session, I recommend taking lots of notes and asking many questions. There are no questions that are too small or insignificant. If you don't understand exactly what medications and procedures will be involved in your unique cycle, ask for clarification. If your clinic does not offer an info session, schedule a meeting with your doctor or nurse on staff so you can have the opportunity to ask questions and understand what's going on. The reason why I emphasize the importance of this process is because it's a common occurrence in my clinical practice for patients to come in starting an IVF cycle and have no idea what's going on or maybe even why they're doing IVF in the first place. Some people are surprised how long the whole process takes if it hasn't been explained properly. For example, some IVF cycles include a long suppression cycle where they may simply be taking birth control pills for six to eight weeks and doing nothing else. And this is a very important part of the treatment process for them, but they might think, well, what's going on? I don't know what's happening. There are also many options for treatment within the IVF procedure itself. Will you be doing ICSI, where the sperm is injected into the egg instead of letting them meet naturally? Or will there be genetic testing involved? 
Knowing exactly what the treatment plan is will help you have a better understanding of how long it will take, what will be involved, and ultimately what it will cost. IVF in Toronto alone can vary between $10,000 to $60,000 total cost, so asking about it is important so you can plan. If you want a suggestion for specific questions to ask your doctor when IVF is recommended, head over to episode four called IVF Questions. It's a great jumping off point for some questions you can write down and ask your doctor. I'll put a link in the show notes so you can find it easily. Number two, get on the same page as your partner. During the IVF process, there will be decisions that need to be made, both in the practical sense and the theoretical sense. It's worth it to have a conversation with your partner ahead of time to address this and prepare. Here are a few questions that commonly come up with my patients. How will we pay for this? Where's the money going to come from? How do we want to address appointments? Will both of us go to every appointment? What are the expectations on both sides? Do we want to consider extra and sometimes optional add-ons? For example, genetic testing, ICSI, additional testing, and diagnostics. How far are we willing to take this? How many rounds of IVF would we do before we consider alternatives? Would we consider using donor gametes if it's recommended by the doctor, that is donor eggs or donor sperm? I've met a lot of couples who have different answers to this question. What will we do if we disagree on something along the way? How will we handle the hard parts? How will we celebrate the wins? And ultimately, how do we want to show up together? IVF is one of those situations in life that often presents an opportunity for you and your partner to really hone your communication skills. And often the opportunities for growth in life come with a fair amount of discomfort. I would encourage you to lean into that discomfort and welcome it. Because ultimately, being present and showing up for the uncomfortable stuff will help you evolve as a couple, potentially strengthen your bond, and potentially set you up to be better parents together. Number three. Prepare your body physically. And the first statement I want to make on this topic is that if your cycle includes a partner, you both want to be preparing your body. IVF requires investments on a few levels, financially, mentally, physically. And to get the most out of your investment, that is to set yourself up for the best outcome possible, it's worth it to do some preparation. Diet, sleep, movement, supplements have all been shown in research to have a positive impact on IVF outcomes. However, it takes time to get the full benefit of these suggestions. How long does it take? I tell my patients they would ideally give themselves a three-month runway to prepare their bodies. However, I'll also say that it's never too late to start. Improving in these areas is always a good idea and will have a positive impact. If you want to hear my specific recommendations, I highly recommend listening to episode two called Optimizing Fertility with Health Basics, where I go into more detail about all of these things. I'll make sure that I link that in the show notes as well. Number four, find a community and set yourself up with a support system. For some, thoughts about IVF can lead to feelings of isolation and loneliness. This is why it can be so helpful to find a support team, a community. This can look different for everybody and ultimately depends on your personality and individual needs. It might mean finding a mental health practitioner, such as a therapist or coach, to work with one-on-one. It might mean joining the support group that your fertility clinic facilitates and offers. Or it might mean finding a community or group online that can offer support. Whatever it is, I always recommend finding support outside of your partnership so you can talk with people who aren't in the middle of your personal situation. I do want to make a suggestion, though. There are a lot of free groups on the internet that are not facilitated by somebody who has professional expertise in the area. 
This scenario can often lead to misinformation, confusion, and an unhealthy comparison between group members. Something I often see in my clinic is patients looking to these groups to provide them with hope or relief. Let's say, for example, somebody's in the middle of their stimulation cycle and they're thinking that they have no control over how it turns out. This leads to feelings of anxiety. The person goes into the group and asks the members about their protocols, which medications they took and what their outcomes were, and compares it to their own results so far. The problem is that no two bodies will react in the same way, especially if they're doing IVF for a completely different reason. And if somebody with your exact drug protocol is getting results that you perceive to be better, it can cause further anxiety. So my message essentially is to seek support from a group or individual with knowledge and expertise in the area. That way, your facilitator or professional can add context to these conversations, which is so important. Number five, think about how you want to show up for this experience. This one may sound a little out there, but I think it's a useful exercise in reflection. In any situation that is ultimately going to produce a reward, like having a child, there will be negative emotions that come up. There may be disappointment, stress, anxiety. There may be circumstances that come up that will produce negative thoughts. There may be difficult conversations to have, and there may be hard choices to make. The good news is that you get to decide how you want to show up for it all. Now, I'm not talking about setting the intention for unicorns and rainbows and never feeling negative emotions during the process. That just isn't realistic and life isn't like that. But when the discomfort does arise, how do you want to navigate it? When we take time to decide ahead of time how we want to think about these circumstances, it gives us power. It shows us that we have the opportunity to decide how we want to show up. So when a tough conversation is on the table, or your outcomes aren't what you expected, or when you're feeling really impatient during the two-week wait, how do you want to show up? How do you want to feel? You get to decide all of this. And it really helps when you have contemplated it ahead of time. A thought I often practice with my patients and clients is, now's the part where. Now's the part where I'm feeling physical pain. Now's the part where I'm doubting my body's ability to do this. Now is the part where I'm at odds with my partner. Now is the part where I'm feeling really emotionally uncomfortable. Because all of these things are part of life. Negative emotion is part of the human experience, especially when we're growing and doing things that take a lot from us. And we get to decide how we want to show up. Now is the part where I'm in physical pain and I want to show up and speak kindly to myself to rest as much as possible. Now is the part where I'm doubting my body's ability to do this and I want to show up and not compare myself to others and be aware of negative self-talk when it comes up. Now is the part where I'm at odds with my partner and I want to show up and experience the discomfort so we can experience the full spectrum of our ability to communicate and make decisions together. Now is the part where I'm feeling really emotionally uncomfortable and I want to show up willing to experience the discomfort because I really want to build my family and it's worth it. If you think about how you want to show up and decide ahead of time, you'll know the answers at the end of these statements. It may not be perfect. That's not the idea. But I know a lot of people find comfort in this. I know that I do. How did this episode sit with you today? Would you like to continue the conversation and learn more about how I can help you prepare for your upcoming IVF cycle? Head to the link in the show notes and book a time to set up a virtual consultation so we can talk about options. 
I'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, take care. Thank you for joining us on Fertility Academy. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you loved our content today, please be sure to leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcasts and share it with someone who you think might find it helpful. Don't forget to subscribe to be the first to be notified of new episodes. A new one comes out every Wednesday. To keep in touch with us and to continue the conversation, you can find us over on Instagram at Fertility Academy or join us on our private Facebook group, the Fertility Academy Community. Both are linked in the show notes today. Until next time, have a great week. 